name. Word called life. Simply life. And I pray that God will, because this, I've been trying hard. You know, sometimes uh, this word doesn't come easy as far as most of the times it doesn't. It's a lot of work involved to the point where my whole being was numb, just been numb. We have to fight through a lot of powers and principalities and wickedness, a lot of things come into play, but we fight to get what we want. We fight to get what we need. Everyone that we meet is going through a battle, everyone, whether you know them or not. And we should do our best to be considerate of that fact because when we allow love to wax cold, we miss the point and we zero in on our own selves and we become selfish and selfishness will blind you of anyone else's problems. Amen? One of the things that's been burdening me most is the tornado situation down in the southeast because I'm used to Helping being able to help in that area. Brenda and I, we are certified in disaster relief. And this is what we do here at this church a lot. But instead, I want to thank uh, Sister uh, Brenda, my wife, uh, Jeanette, Raymond, uh, Sister Laverne, uh, Deacon uh, Wade, Glenn Wade for doing the work of going over to Mason Manor and we were able to do I guess close to a hundred gifts to the people there. So God has a way of dealing with the things that need to be done. Amen. Genesis 2-7, our message today is life. Genesis 2, let me see if I got, yes, Genesis 2-7. The word of the Lord says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became 
a living soul. Life came to us at this point. Amen? And at that time, God, you know, the word of God is what we call an ideal. An ideal is a supreme authority. It's something that we ourselves cannot attain. Okay? Bear with me. The word of God is an ideal. Not an ideal, but an ideal. And that word ideal, when you look it up, it means something that's unattainable, something that's supreme, something that is beyond our ability to do. But the thing about God is, is that when God breathed the breath of life in us, he made us in his image and in his likeness. In other words, the ideal had been accomplished. Amen? We had reached that place. Amen? And then we know sin came and disrupted everything. Just messed up everything. So here we are in this thing called life. And in life, sin has infiltrated our being. And in this infiltration, there has been what we call a cataclysmic explosion of death. And because of sin, we have these plagues. Because of sin... We have nature fighting against us. Because of sin, death came upon us. All because of sin. You see, the ideal collapsed in us because of sin. And ever since then, we've been fighting what we call this battle in life. And this battle is not an easy thing to deal with sometimes, is it? I mean, it's, it's some serious stuff that goes on in the life of human beings. And the thing about it is, is that when we fail, everything else collapsed. So not only do we go through, but nature goes through. Not only does nature go through, but the animals go through everything. Because, you see, when it collapsed, when the ideal collapsed, everything under it collapsed. So man, he collapses. He falls prey to sin. Now life, instead of being a beautiful thing, now it's become an everyday battle. Every day. And we don't have the choice. We may think we have the choice, but we don't have the choice not to fight the battle because it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, you're still going to be fighting the battle. You're going to be doing it. And it all is going to be taking place right here inside of us. But this is the good thing about God. Go to Second Peter. I'm not going to be with you long. I'm just going to give you some simple 
implications about this thing. Then I'm going to get on out of the way. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. This is the good thing about God. It says, according as his divine power, not ours, but his divine power hath given us not some things, but all things that pertain unto life and godliness. See, there's more to life than just life. There's also this thing called godliness. You see, see, that's the ideal that collapsed on us. We still got life, but do we have godliness? See, that's that's part. See, he says he's given us all things pertaining unto life and godliness. And he did this through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Next verse. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature because of these promises. That we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, easily read, easily spoken, difficult to live. Let's be real. We're not a church where we're going to come up in here and play religious. We, this is life, and we're going to be for real with it, and we're going to teach what's real, and, we, and we're going to look at this as is. None are righteous, the Bible says. No, not one. But all have fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody in here, everybody that's ever lived except Christ, everybody else that will live will all come short of the glory of God. Even in your best state, the Bible says that it's altogether vanity. So when you think you all that, you just vain. <laughs> you chasing after the wind. Because I guarantee you, life will come upon you and show you that you're not what you think you are. Don't believe everything that's written about you or said about you. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't fall folly to the foolishness. I really don't have heroes except Christ. I'm not the kind of man that's persuaded by what other people do. I don't care whether you got a dollar. I don't care whether you got a trillion dollars. I don't look up to you in that way. But I do look to the God in you because by me looking at the God in you keeps me from looking at your flesh. Because when I look at your flesh and you look at mine, we can easily find something wrong. You don't have to look far. I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't always feel like doing what I'm supposed to do. 
I don't always feel like getting in this pulpit doing, but it's my job. And when I get in this pulpit, then something comes over me and it takes away everything else. If just long enough, if nothing else, just to get the job done. Because it is important to me that I have a word for you that will help you. Because I already know what I've been through. And I figure you've been through some stuff too. So it is my job from God to help you with his word. Amen. We're talking about life. He says, now I've given you all things that are pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge. The knowledge of Jesus Christ, that's basically what it's saying. So what we had then, we're trying to get back now, before the collapse. Amen? Amen? That's what we're trying to do. Now, we can't do this by ourselves. Can't do it. We can't even do the Ten Commandments. You break one, you broke them all, he said. So Jesus brought it down to just true. He said, love God and love yourself. That's basically what he said. He brought it down to two. We can't even do that. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Huh? Because sometimes we don't love ourselves by the things that we do. And certainly by the things that we do, we show that we don't love God the way we're supposed to with all our hearts, souls, and minds. Amen? So here we are, narrowed down to just two things. But those two things are so eternal until we're not able to do it. And we might have a good day of doing it, right? What we measure as a good day of doing it. You know, I had a good day in the Lord. Didn't we really? According to God's standard? Or is that just our own Silly cells trying to pacify ourselves for our sinful deeds. Hmm? It's called life, people. It's called life. And you know life is okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't believe it's all as cracked up to be, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. You know, I haven't been through too much. So I know better than to sit here and lie to you. If we knew for sure where we were going when we left here, and people say all the time, well, you know, I know I'm going there. You don't know nothing. You ain't made it in yet. You don't know nothing until you stand before God. And God will be the one to let us know whether we made it or not. That's why we got to fight the good fight. All the way to the end, I say fight the good fight of faith. And sometimes faith don't feel like faith. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all didn't catch that. I say sometimes faith don't feel like faith, but it's still faith. Sometimes your belief don't feel like you believe, but it's still belief. Sometimes the word of God don't feel like the word of God, but it's still the word of God. It is what it is. And our job is to stand fast in it. In season, out of season, doesn't matter how we feel about it. Doesn't matter how we feel. Our job is to stand fast in it. 
Now, we may be rocking and swaying because of the winds of hell that's coming against us. But we have to be rooted. There's something inside of us that has to say, I'm going to believe God, I'm going to trust God, and I'm going to wait this thing out until my better day comes. Sometimes we just have to be patient with life, don't we? Mm -hmm. We're talking about life this morning. It's sombering, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's sombering. Because there's so much in it that we have to deal with. Let's go to Deuteronomy, 11th chapter, verses 10 and 12. Deuteronomy 11th chapter, verse 10 and verse 12. Tell me when you get there, uh, 10 through 12. Are you there? The word of the Lord says, for the land, whither thou goest to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt, from which ye came out of, where you sowed your seed and watered it with thy foot, as a garden of herbs. But the land, where you go to possess it, is the land of hills and valleys, and drink of water of the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. Thank you, Jesus. From the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. Here we go. God brought us out of Egypt. Bondage, right? But the bondage still came with us, didn't it? Remember, they wanted, we wanted to return to Egypt because we didn't remember the hell that Egypt had placed upon us, but we remembered the onions and the leeks, you know. All, you, know you know, a lot of times we don't remember the hell that the bondage it's taken us through, but we remember them little parts in there that we like. And that's the tricky part of it. So God brings us out of Egypt. He brings us into the wilderness where we have to learn. Remember that word, learn to depend on God. Amen? And then he brings us into the promised land when we cross over the Jordan, which is the spiritual stream of life. In other words, we get saved, and now we must depend on God. We're not learning to depend on him anymore. We're depending on him now. See, the wilderness on our way out of bondage, you know, when you heard that voice in the wilderness calling for you to get saved, you see, it was calling us out of that bondage to a place where we had to learn to depend on God. You see, we have to learn to do that. It just didn't come automatic. And as we learn to depend on God, then we get saved, and when we got saved, then we began to depend on God. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't always 
say nothing. Sometimes he's quiet. Sometimes you can cry out to him and you don't hear nothing. You don't see no results. Right? It's almost like he hides himself sometimes from us. Because of the things we go through and the things that he allows us to go through. But it's not to hurt us. It's to teach us. And sometimes lessons come with hard earnings. Amen? Amen. We're just talking about life. But in this land that we're going into and that we're into now, where we learn, or we're not learning to depend on God anymore, but we're depending on it. He said, it's the land of hills, which means that it's a land of promotions. And it's a land of valleys, which is a land of breakthroughs. But now you can reverse that and you will also see and you will also understand that not only is it hills and valleys for promotions and breakthroughs, but when you reverse that, in this land that we're in now, there also is a lot of hills which we call Stumbling blocks. Mm -hmm. It's also a land where there are many valleys which we call low points in life. Amen. You can reverse that too because see all of that is mixed in with life. Is it not? Life in Christ. There are promotions. There are breakthroughs. There are stumbling blocks. And there are low points. And all of this has to be dealt with in life. Amen? In other words, the good, the bad, and the ugly has to be dealt with in life. And the problem with us is that we're not adequate enough yet to take a look at the real issue of life. And when we look at the real issue of life, it's easy for us to see that we are nowhere near where we need to be with God. And this is why compassion, this is why I love House of Destiny so much. If it wasn't for House of Destiny, I would not be in church. Because I am not going to be around people who are not giving me the proper word that I need. I'm not going to be around people who are judgmental. I'm not going to be around people that can see your fault but they can't see their own. I'm not going to be around that because you see life. Life is too serious for me to be around that. And like I told you in the beginning, everybody that you meet is going through a battle. Everybody. And only a fool would think that they got it all going on. Because nobody does. Jesus came for us. He said, I didn't come to save the whole man because the whole man don't need a physician. 
He said, I come to save the lost. And even though we're saved, if you're like me, sometimes you're still lost. That's the truth about it. Because life and the things that you go through in life, and that's the title of our message today, life. We're just talking. Because sometimes life will throw you a curve. He'll throw you a ball that you just can't hit. And you're swinging and you're swinging and you're swinging. You say, I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to get it this time. And then throws a changeup. <laughs> Y'all know what a changeup is. That thing go all kind of ways. It ain't like a curveball. It ain't like a fastball. It's a changeup. It coming at you and then it, you know, and you swing and looking stupid. Getting paid millions and tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, and you can't even hit that ball. Because it was a change-up. Because the one that's throwing it at you, they getting paid that kind of money too. That means they know what they're doing. So the things that life is throwing at us knows what it's doing. That's the point that I'm trying to make. And it's not going to throw the same pitch at you. You might it change up. So right when we think that we got this pitch down, Pat, here comes the change up. Mm. Now you swing at the dirt. And swinging in the dirt. And swinging so hard until the bat comes out of your hand. Might hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Might. Pretty babies. But God. God says, I've given you all things pertaining to life and to God. That's our hope. Because in this land that we're in, there's going to be promotion. There's going to be breakthroughs. But there's going to be stumbling blocks too. And there's going to be them things called mountains. You know, them hard things to overcome. And get out your life, you know. I got a bunch of them. I don't know about you. But once I peel one layer of the onion off, then I got, I see this whole bunch of more. So what I'm saying is, church, is that we are infinitely sinful. And that gives us an idea of how powerful the blood of Jesus Christ is in his cleansing ability. Because if I, you know, I got this chair that I sit in in my garage, in our garage, and I took it out there. It's a recliner type chair, not a recliner, but you know what I'm talking about, one of them executive chairs, but it's a small kind. And, and I sit there, and just as soon as I sit in that chair, and I can't stay there long, because just as soon as I sit down in that chair, it just seems like something comes over me and causes me to think so deeply about how wretched of a man I am until I just have to get up. And I say, if I'm working God over time, then my God, what is it like for all of mankind? 
What kind of God and what kind of power is it that we're dealing with when even we don't even feel like the power is there, but it's still there? Even when we don't want to know God, God is still there. Because sometimes, you know, we just want to put him aside and just, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we come back and we tell God how sorry we are. And we are. We are. And I'm so glad that we serve the kind of God that knows our ups and downs before he even chose us to do anything. Because he already said, I'm going to use the worst of men to rule in the kingdom of men. I take the worst of us. I ain't nobody in here worse a sinner than me. I ain't got no problem with that because I confess mine to God. I'm like that sinner say, have mercy on me, Lord. But I know what I am, and he knew too before he called me to do this. But it's one thing about him. He knew that I had the stamina to do it. I didn't have the ability, but I had the availability. I made myself available to him. He said, okay. He said, but because of the knowledge that I'm going to give you, I'm going to leave something in you to keep you humble. Mm-hmm. If ever that was magic, then God sure worked his magic in my life because I should have been dead. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing There's no way that this ministry could have ran. I was talking to Brother Ray the other day about how many, I think it's something like $35 million of food and products that we come through this church, probably more than that, and we've sent it out. Bring it out, we could have took it and been rich. But God knew that if he gave it to us, we would do the right thing with it. And we did. There ain't a person in here that ain't been helped in some way, form, or fashion. People all around the world have been helped. You know? And even though I've been ostracized for not being perfect in man's sight, I'm perfect in God's sight. And that's what keeps me going. You see, if I didn't know the word, I would be hurt by man. But because I know the word that God has made me the head and not the tail. Because I know the word that God has made you all the head and not the tail. Regardless of how we act like we the tail sometimes, God's mind doesn't change about us. Amen. God say, in this land where you're in now, it's a land of promotions, hills, valleys, which are low points. 
It's a land of hills, stumbling blocks, but valleys which are breakthroughs. It's got all that in it, you know. But if you notice in the Bible that Israel had to set a watch on that cloud at all times. And they had a certain trumpet blast that would notify the tribes that either the cloud was standing still and to be still and know that he is God, or the cloud was moving and it was time to move with it. Now the cloud, which is the word of God, is that ideal we was talking about. We can't reach it on our own. But we see it moving. We see the word of God moving in our lives. And it's steady because it's up there, right? It's not doing all this. It's, it's up there. And when it's moving, we're moving with it, hopefully. But sometimes now, when we're moving, you got to go up a hill, Right? It don't have to go up a hill. It's already on the highest of the hills. Sometimes you got to go down in that valley. Sometimes you got to go through thickets. Sometimes you got to go through walls. Sometimes you got to go through back. All that stuff you got to go down through down here while keeping our eye on the cloud as it moves and as it stands still, right? Amen. Amen. All this is biblical. Because that's the only thing I'm going to teach you in here is biblical. Can't teach you anything else. I can't teach you a lie so that you can say, well, we had a good time. I'm not interested in having a good time. I'm beyond what they call having fun. Because I carry a burden all the time. A burden that I don't wish on none of you. I wish no one to have to be in this position. Because this position will kill you. This one will. Let's go to Revelation 22, verse 1 and 2. Here's hope. Always going to give you hope. Is it all right to give you hope? Let's go to Revelation 22, verses 1 and 2. Amen? You know, sometimes when you think you're going to do your worst, you're probably going to do your best. Here's hope, people. Here's hope. And he showed me a pure river, a pure intelligence of God, of water, which are the blessings of life. Amen? Spiritual blessings. Clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Next verse. And in the midst of the street, that word street there means in the midst of your thoughts. Ain't got nothing to do with no walking down no streets of gold and all that. In the midst of the streets, 
this is the street you walk down right here. <laughs> Isn't it? Right here. But in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the spiritual flow of God's intelligence, the river, there was a tree of life. It's on both sides of the spiritual flow of God's intelligence. And it's also in the midst of the mindset of the people. The tree of life is. And it, which bear 12 manner of fruits, that means that it's going to bear the divine purpose of God in our life. The tree of life is. Amen? Remember he told them in the beginning? When the ideal was set, you can eat from any tree, any seed bearing tree, you can eat from it. But don't touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is don't lean to your own understanding. Amen? Mm-hmm. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, when you lean to your own understanding. Amen? It says now, this tree of life is going to bear 12 manner of fruits, which is the divine purpose of God. It's going to Bear the divine purpose of God in us. The tree of life is. And it's going to yield her fruit every month, which is every season. And the leaves of the tree mm-hmm, were for the healing of the nations. That's what the word of God is for. The healing of the nations. Well, why aren't we healed? Why aren't we healed, people? Not because of God. It's because of us. If the church as a whole had preached the word of God as is and kept themselves out of it, then we wouldn't have the schism in the body that we have. When you have schism in the body, a house divided can't stand. A house divided is weakened by its division. This is why this is a non-denominational church because God ain't about all that other crazy stuff that we be imputing into his word. Why is it that we do what we do and teach people what we do when it's not biblical? Why, people? Why do we do it? So instead of us being a source to heal the nation, we can't even get our own selves healed. <clears throat> Psalms 1-3, I'm just about done.
about seven, eight minutes. Seven. Psalms 1, verse 3. It says, talking about man, it says that he should be like a tree. Who? Well, okay, let's, let's go back to one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Mm-hmm. His delight is. And in his law doeth he meditate day and night. That's why we, we are not healed and that's why the nations aren't healed because we're not doing what verse 1 and verse 2 says. They say don't stand in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't walk in it. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Those that always want to down everybody else but you know, that's why I hate the news. The news is, does the news make y'all sick? Yeah, oh, then something wrong with y'all. If the news don't make y'all sick, then something wrong with y'all. If the government don't make y'all sick, then something wrong with you. If the doctors and the scientists and the politicians and the lawyers and everything else, including the preachers, if you ain't sick by now, you'll never be sick. Verse 3 says, And he shall be, talking about that man, that delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it both day and night and doesn't walk in the way of the ungodly, counsel of the ungodly, and don't stand in the way of sinners, and don't sit in the seat of the scornful. He's talking about this man in three. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Same thing, Revelation. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and who whatsoever he doeth shall. Church, as long as you're doing your best to do the will of God, you're going to prosper. You might not feel like you're prospering, but all you got to do is just think about how blessed you are. Go back down memory lane. Remember the battle. Go back down through there, and you'll see where God done brought us from. You'll see. Oh, yeah, you'll see. And you'll also see that in your time of the worst situations in your life, God always had an angel there to help you. Always. That's why I always say, bring them along. You might need them. I don't cast nobody out. Bring them along. You might need them. No, we're not going to talk about them. No, bring them along. Because everybody got a battle. Everybody you meet got a battle. You got to remember that. Your battle might not be that battle, but everybody got one. Even that little baby got a battle. He'll let you know it or she, what is it? She, a girl, 
She'll let you know when she's hungry that I'm in a battle. When she not? All right. Oh, yeah. Everybody got a battle now. Some of us got a whole bunch of battles. Complicated battles. But God's a funny God. He uses anyway. His ways aren't like ours. See, God don't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the inward man. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 and 10, I think it is. Put that up there, please. Then we're done. 1 Corinthians, I believe, 2, 9. Mm-hmm. But as it is written, it's written. Talking about revelation over here. About this pure river and this tree of life. And all this good healing of the nations. He says that, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God had prepared for them that love him, that's awesome. We don't have an idea of who it is, what it is we're dealing with, or how. It's going to be dealt with. We don't, we don't have a clue. See, this thing has to be done by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. And faith don't always feel like faith. You trying to exert faith and you feeling numb as you can be. But it's still faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You going through the fire. You trying to do the best you can and believe the best you can, but believing don't always feel like you believing. (laughs) You sick, you hurting from the inside out. Spirit, mind, body, everything. Don't feel like you're healed, but we're healed by his strength. Uh-huh. See, it's according to who reports you're going to believe. Mm-hmm. Whose report are you going to believe? And, and, and when God talks about healing, what kind of healing is he talking about? See, we got to look further than just being healed in the physical. That might not be the remedy. For you to be healed in your body. He might heal you by getting you up out of here. Now me and him got a little thing going on right now that he didn't go on and let me, you know. Since I done got that far into this and I done surrendered now. And my language had began to change. Now, now, now won't you just, why you do this to me? Yeah, me and him got a little thing going on right now. I'm going to be honest with you, you know. But also belong to him. Instead of me waking up in my new uniform, I'm waking up in a hospital uniform. Wait a minute, something ain't right here. And this ain't where we left off, Lord. You know what I'm saying? This ain't where we left off, Marcelet. You know, I'm... Now I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm in surrendered. And then I went. I'm in a wait a minute. I ain't, this ain't the right suit. I'm on. You know. 
Now I got to go through that again at some point in time. Yeah. You figure. You figure. Last verse. Verse 10. Second, I mean, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. But God, see, but God had revealed them these things that the eyes have not seen and the ear have not heard. Neither did it into the heart of man. It says, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. See, this is what I'm all about right here, the deep things of God. That's why I catch so much hell in my life. Because I, I like to tamper in things that are deep in God. You see? And when you go deep in God, then the devil go deep in you. Amen. Well, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. See, as long as you elementary, you know what I'm saying, devil, you ain't. He'll let you scoop right on through. Because first of all, you ain't going to be able to give the people nothing. So how the people going to grow? How the baby going to grow if, you, if when it comes time to, to feed it the next stage of food, you don't give it the next stage of food. You, get, you keep giving it Similac. How the baby going to grow? And then six years from now, you're giving it strained carrots and peas. The baby's six years old. You think about it. Eyes are not seen. Ear have not heard, neither it has entered into the hearts of men what God has in store for us. But God says he's revealed it to us by and by through his spirit. For his spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So our message today is, a thing called life. It's a somber message. But I pray that I've been able to help somebody through the Holy Spirit working through me. And I hope that we can just think about how good God has been to us in spite of ourselves. That we're still standing and doing our best to do God's will. But the greatest thing that we can do is continue to do what we do best. Be here and love each other and reach out to No greater gift than the gift of love. Because the prophecies are going to cease. At some time, your faith is going to cease. When we leave up out of here, it won't be faith no more. See, because you have what you're looking for. Amen. But love is the greatest of all. There's nothing greater than that we love one another. Amen. Amen. Then give God some praise.